Good morning again. Please turn to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. I'll be reading Hebrews chapter 11, verses 23 through 27. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Blessed is the reading of God's holy, infallible, inerrant, hope-giving word to us, his people. Father, give us eyes to see, to see the scripture here, ears to hear, to hear the beauty as you by your spirit, deepen and work faith into our hearts. As you expand it from one degree of glory to another. We thank you for your word and we thank you for your spirit. Who is here in us and amongst us granting us those ears to hear and those eyes to see. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, a couple of scenarios. You sit down at the kitchen table and you look at your bills and you look at your dwindling income and the circumstances right in front of you, guide you to make choices. We've got to cut back over here, and we, we need to cut down on spending over here, because if we don't, we're not going to make it. All right, let me phrase that scenario on purpose with these words. In other words, I fear what will happen if we don't use wisdom? You been there? Got no nods. There's one. Okay, another scenario. You're, you're told by your physician to go on high blood pressure medication or cholesterol medication. Because if you don't, there's a good chance you'll be dead by 67 years old. And fear. 
fear strikes your heart. And that fear is part of your decision in wisdom to go on the medication. Or you realize that you've got to change jobs because your job doesn't pay enough. It, it's just running you into financial ruin. So you weigh the circumstances and they lead you to make a decision. All right, here's the question. Having, having weighed the temporal circumstances in your life, praying for wisdom, are those acts, those moves, those decisions necessarily not a response of trust or faith in God? You know, did you act out of fear? Or did you act out of a heart of faith, believing God is leading you? Okay, here's my answer. All of those scenarios I just gave, even with that experience, I fear what will happen if we don't make a wise decision here. All of those scenarios can be a core part of choices that you make by faith in God. Faith, again, every week is on faith for a long time here because we're in chapter 11 of Hebrews, and we get different aspects of it week in and week out. That's why it's a wonderful chapter. And so what we learn here is faith does not mean don't count the cost of your choices. It doesn't mean don't, don't weigh the decisions in order to use wisdom and then prayerfully respond. It actually means you do count the cost. You do think. You do use wisdom. You do use knowledge. And you do pray. And I want us to see this in our passage this morning. Particularly in verse 23 and then in verse 27. I'm going to come back to verses 24 to 26 next week. So first, verse 23. By faith... Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. So remember what's going on here. The end of Genesis, Joseph and all his brothers, and his dad, they come to Egypt and that's where the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Israel, the 12 sons, are. And then for 400 years, they multiply and multiply. So much so that the king of Egypt fears that, oh my goodness, that they could, they could destroy us and overthrow our government. So he enslaves the Jews, the Hebrews, and he puts harsh taskmasters over them. And they still kept multiplying. And so we read in Genesis 1 verse 22. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people. Every son that is born to the Hebrews. You shall cast into the Nile. 
river. Kill them. But you shall let every daughter live. And so in that context, Moses' parents sat down at their kitchen table. And they made a choice. They refused to kill their baby. But instead, they kept him alive, and they hid him. And their hiding him was an action. It, it, it was an overflow, according to this text, of their faith, their trust in God. That's what the text says. By faith, Moses, as an infant, was hidden by his parents. So how is that faith? Well, he answers, his answer is this. It was faith because they were not afraid of the king's edict. They're not being afraid of the king's law, which said, kill your baby. That was the reason they said no. And they went ahead and they hid him. So there were, there were two threats. Every Jewish baby boy is to be killed. That's a threat to your baby boy. Second threat is this. If you refuse to kill your baby boy, then your life is at risk and you, if caught, will be killed. And that's what they're sitting down looking at at their kitchen table. It's a risk of choosing to break the evil law of the government is what their faith then empowered them to not be afraid of breaking that law. That's his point. You see, so read it again. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw the child was beautiful and because they were not afraid of the king's edict. Now, see, it, at first it can look confusing, huh? Because you say, what are you talking about? Of course they were afraid of the king's edict. That's why they were hiding the baby. So what he means by they were not afraid of the king's edict was that their faith in God is what empowered them to not be afraid of putting their own lives, not Moses's, their own lives at risk. If you kill the baby, you save your life. If you don't kill the baby, you try to get away with it, then you might die if you get caught. In other words, our trust is in God, they're saying, and following Him, and therefore, the fear of death will not control us to do this evil that the government is saying we must do. That's the context. It's what he says. And he calls this faith. 
Remember his opening definition of faith in the chapter. Now faith is. It's the assurance of things hoped for. It's, it's the conviction or, or, or the evidence of things that are not seen. And so it is faith that frees Moses' parents to have the courage in order to do what's right and to love their son because faith has assurance of what God promises those who would end up dying even in their acts of following God, obeying him because they look to a better country. Now, take, that's the main point of the text. So this is where I kind of want to go. With that as the main point, there's something else in the text that goes with this real life of faith. And that is faith, it may be very practical. Faith uses wisdom. It weighs real-life circumstances, and it acts accordingly. That is, by faith, Moses' parents risk their lives by not killing the baby. But they did hide the baby. And that was not against faith. Look, if... I don't know whether you've experienced this, but look, from my life experience and my early Christianity, I would hear these kinds of things all the time. And that is often when young, which is a wonderful thing because they're so zealous, young Christians, are, they're young and, and they're immature, they might say stuff like, well, see, if Moses' parents were really trusting in God's protection, if they really believed he was sovereign and in control of all things, then they would not have hidden the baby. If they really wanted to show their faith in God, they would have taken baby Moses, wrapped him around their chest, and gone to the fruit market, into the meat market, and let people hear him cry. That's not what they did. And that kind of reasoning, to, to pit wisdom over against God's sovereign care, that's called foolishness. Instead, they took every precaution to muffle his cries in those first three months. I got six kids. My wife nursed all six. It was really in the first three months where we had freedom to go on a date and watch a movie in a theater with the infant. Because that's easy to not bother other people who want to enjoy it. Because as soon as there's a peep, nurse. As soon as there's a peep, nurse. That's what they did. And kept him inside. And didn't take the baby out there where any kind of a spy, even a Hebrew spy might notice and be a tattletale. So they hid the baby. And that hiding of the baby was an act of common sense. Wisdom. It was part of the package of walking by faith. The text says, 
by faith, they hid the baby. Faith does not presume upon God and jump off the roof of a temple saying, well, the scripture says God will catch me. Have his angels catch me. It doesn't do that. So there's no contradiction between facing reality and trusting God's promises and taking appropriate, wise, well-thought-out action. So, for example, you sit down at the kitchen table and you look at your income and you look at your outgo and they're not matching and there's more outgo than income. And so you act with wisdom and you cut back or you get a job that earns more. Or the doctor tells you, take this medicine. You, hopefully, study what he's prescribing. Use wisdom. Work it through. And all the while, that does not mean at all that you do not understand and believe that the length of your days are in the Lord's hands. There is no contradiction between the study. Should I take the medicine? Should I not take the medicine? But my days are in the Lord's hands. And so you use wisdom and it may in that case dictate from your study, from wisdom, yes, I will go on that medicine. Or no, I will not. So to trust, in other words, this one's to trust in God's sovereignty, to trust in His sovereign care, in His promises, is, is not in contradiction to locking your doors at night. Or to listen to God's law, to not kill your baby. And thus go ahead and put your life at risk. That is not in contradiction to the wisdom in that circumstance which says to you, hide the baby. Are you with me? Let's look at verse 27 now. By faith, he, Moses, left Egypt not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen or invisible. Now, just I agree with the vast majority of commentators who think that this refers to when Moses was 40 years old and went off in two. The wilderness. So we read a little brief part of that story in Exodus chapter 2, in verses 11 to 13. One day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way and that. And seeing no one, 
he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. And he said to the man in the wrong, Why do you strike your companion? He answered, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid. And he thought, Surely the thing is known. When Moses heard of it, excuse me, when Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. Moses began to identify with his people, Israelites, as a Jew, as one of the 12 tribes. And as he identified, he killed the Egyptian and then feared, that's what it says, that he's going to get caught for doing so and it won't go well. So, was Moses Afraid? Or was he not afraid? Because verse 27 of Hebrews 11 says, Moses left Egypt not fearing the anger of the king. So did he leave Egypt out of fear or not? I think the answer, again, is... What is the point of the writer here in Hebrews? The answer is in the text when you pay close attention to the whole thing. So when verse 27 says, By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, I don't think the writer forgot what verse 14 of Exodus 2 said. He was, he's got it in front of him. That's what he's referring to as he works through the Old Testament here in chapter 11 of Hebrews. He didn't forget that the text says Moses was afraid or had fear arise up in him in that situation. But what I think the writer is doing is pointing to something that is prior to that situation, and it is deeper, deeper in Moses' heart, which was really the bottom line reason he went off to the wilderness for 40 years. The key word is the word for, F-O-R, in verse 27. For... He endured, or because, here's the, here's the reason, because he endured is seeing him who is invisible. He endured is his key word. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king because 
he endured as seeing him who is invisible. In other words, it was not the fear for his own life, which he did have. But that fear was not the main motivator for his deciding to leave Egypt. It was endurance in the text. In other words, the author is saying that Moses' faith led him onto a, a pathway, a path that he chose, a path of difficulty in the wilderness, a path that any normal person without that faith would really be tempted to avoid at all cost. But Moses didn't avoid it. He had that hang in there, follow, endure. And the key to understanding why his choice of enduring in the desert for 40 years, why that was a heart of faith, the, it's right there in the text. It's in verses 24 to 26. We'll glance at them this morning. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing, there it is, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. I mean, he had it made as a prince. He considered the reproach of Christ to be greater riches or wealth than all the treasures of Egypt because he was looking to the reward. So, Notice what the Hebrew writer sees in Moses' faith that caused him to choose endurance in the wilderness. In verse 25, he said, it is choosing mistreatment with the people of God. Over against the fleeting pleasure. Of sin. And then secondly, verse 26, it's choosing the reproach, the disapproval that Christ experienced to follow him over the treasures of Egypt. Those are the reasons in his heart that caused verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. In other words, the writer is saying he had already chosen. That's what led him to protect his fellow Israelites and kill the Egyptians. 
He had already chosen, I'm not an Egyptian. I'm an Israelite. I, I have decided to forsake all of my inheritance and wealth and princely privileges in order to suffer with and deliver my people. Then, the scenario, he killed the Egyptian. And yeah, there's fear. He's going to come kill me. Wisdom, sit at the table. What shall I do? Off to the wilderness. So the question was, for Moses, would he risk? Would he risk for the sake of suffering with God's people? Or would he cave in to the fleeting pleasures of sin? And so the question comes to us as the church of Jesus Christ in our day. Will we cave in to the anti-Christ culture all around us by just make the confession there are only or there are more than two sexes. Will we cave and make the confession a biological man is a woman? Will we cave and make the confession a homosexual couple is married. Will we do that? All for the fleeting pleasures of cultural comfort and acceptance. Verse 27 answers, By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king. In other words, that fear was not his foundational mindset, the next clause was, because he endured as seeing him who is unseen, invisible. He endured in the same deep, Motive that caused him to choose mistreatment with the people of God. To choose being rejected or the reproach like Jesus would experience to follow him. He endured as seeing him, God, who is everywhere, but he is unseen. And so, you see the essence of his faith? It's right there in verse 26. He chose mistreatment over riches. Why? Because he was looking. Here's the answer in the text. Because he was looking to real riches. He was looking to the future reward. And that's why the author says... By faith, Moses left and endured 
And that does not mean that Moses did not feel that gnawing pit in his stomach. When he found out, people know I killed the Egyptian. And knowing Pharaoh was out to kill him, Faith does not mean you don't experience that. But his not being afraid of the anger of the king means his decision to leave Egypt was not an act of sheer terror and self-preservation. It was a choice that he had previously already made to endure mistreatment and rejection that even Jesus himself, when he would come later, would endure. Moses, if you obey God's law and not the dictate of the government in this situation, if you, in other words, by obedience of faith, it means you will experience mistreatment, reproach, or rejection, all right, there's your text. So, as I close, a few questions. Are there any circumstances in your life that cause that pit of unsettledness? We call it fear. Okay. The answer, if not at the moment, it will come again. Here's, here's the loving command of the Lord. Okay. In that, trust Him who is unseen to take that fear and turn it into wisdom and actions. Follow Christ, even if it's risk. Follow Christ, and with the wisdom, as he turns it, go ahead and hide the baby. Or when it comes again, in other words, I mean, you can give thousands, give your own. But when it comes again, refuse to shut down your church gatherings against the irrational dictates of government officials. Or, does Fear of realizing that you're not treating your spouse rightly, does that ever mercifully arise up into your conscience? Then you don't run from that. You take that fear, you let it absorb, and then you absorb the word of God for correction. You pray, God, burn out this attitude or unloving behavior. And you watch God take that appropriate fear and it's turned into a, a servant of faith. Or fear strikes you when your outgo is larger than your income. It may be a sign that God is leading you to hide the baby, use wisdom, make a decision to cut back here, 
or there. And that is part and parcel of the essence of trust, faith in our wonderful, loving, sovereign God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the, I know for so many of us over and over, the wonderful faithfulness and throughout this journey in life where, where you take that gnawing terror or fear that arises and because of your mercy and the application of the cross which preeminently is the indwelling of your Holy Spirit, you take that fear and make it into a servant of wisdom. And you're sovereign over the whole thing as you work and mold us, your people. We love you. In our closing time here, continue to do your wonderful personal work in us, your people, to the glory of Jesus. Amen. Let us stand.